Good morning, girly. Good morning. This is the earliest we've ever recorded. It's actually, like, psychotic. Um, <laughs> but we just love our besties so much. Yeah, we, we could never let you down, and this is the only time we could record this week. I mean, could is a strong word. We could have recorded other times, and we failed to. Yeah. Um, but we just want to get this episode out to you. So we're here at 8 a.m. And if you know anything about us, <laughs> you should know that this is um, usually the middle of our REM cycle. Yeah. And we're like on a weekend when I'm going to bed. Yeah. Or like maybe like an hour or two before we go to bed. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, last night we knew that we were going to be doing this. So we got an early night of like what, one or two? <laughs> this in our Airbnb in Asheville, North Carolina. I do declare. <laughs> because we need to get this to you. We need to get it to you quick. Okay? Before we go to Dollywood. Yeah, we're going to Dollywood today. That's how serious we are about this podcast. We woke up early compromising our, <laughs> our rest before going to Dollywood. <laughs> Our pilgrimage to Dollywood, you know, our ones, our our, our birthright. <laughs> Step aside, Israel. There's a different kind of birthright trip. Listen, as two goys, <laughs> this is what we have. It's all we have, really. <laughs> that and like you know, not being persecuted. <laughs> um, uh. Anyway. I made us some coffee. Ugh, I felt like such a little housewife this morning. I was like, oh, I'm waking up before Nika and I'm going to have coffee for her. Mm-hmm. Ready? We're ready for when she wakes up. <laughs> I and I heard your alarm go off and I was like, good morning. <laughs> I made you coffee. <sighs> I'm honestly surprised that both of us have any energy at all. So this is going great. <laughs> um, okay. Let's just fucking dive in. So we're on a road trip. We're on a road trip. We went from New York City to Richmond, Virginia the first night, and then Richmond, Virginia to Asheville, North Carolina, which is where we are now. Today, we're going to Pigeon Forge for Dollywood, and then uh, the next day, we're going camping for three days, and then we'll be back to New York City. So when you're hearing this, we will be probably without Wi-Fi or signal just in the middle of the woods. Um, and I want you to rest assured that we are tripping balls. <laughs> Even if you're listening to this at fucking the ass crack of dawn. <laughs> That's when we're peaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want you to know that in your heart. Um, that we're having lifelong realizations right now. <laughs> Hey, maybe, what, did you say it was you or someone else that realized they were trans because they were tripping? Oh, Rose Damu um, <laughs> tweets a lot about, or like has tweeted many times, so it's fine to use her name, that yeah, that she was on a bunch of acid and was like, oh, I can talk to God and I'm a girl. Like, <laughs> cool. I was going to say, maybe we'll see some, because we're going to be with a lot of gays in the woods, and I'm like... Maybe we'll just see some, some oh. transformations. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> some realizations, some transformations. Um, I bully them. You you realize? Don't you, you feel like you're a girl? 
<laughs> you realize you're a detransitioner. <laughs> JK, oh. Rawling. <laughs> oh, shoot me. Execution style in the back of the head if that ever happens. Oh, that would be um, a bummer. I need my bestie to be a girly, but hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever feels right oh. to you. Although I will, I will, um, we've, as discussed, as we pre-discussed, I'll shoot you right in the back of the head. <laughs> because I am your bestie and that's what you asked me to do. Bestie, I'll do anything for you. Um, all right, let's just dive in uh, on our road trip, mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes. Yes. Mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes. My mistake, I'll just dive right the fuck in. Thank you. A lot of diving. <laughs> That's the, you know, do you ever have a um just a phrase that gets stuck in your head? Mm-hmm. It's the only phrase you can say. Right now, mine is let's dive in. <laughs> I'm a diver, what can I say? I'm a professional diver. Um my mistake, the night before we left for this road trip, I ate the second half of a kale salad <laughs> that I <laughs> that I had earlier that day. And uh something happened something dark happened um in my slumber. My body decided it did not agree with it. And we had to leave two hours later than we planned on because um <laughs> let's just say my orifices <laughs> were out of control that morning. Uh but you know, I got right back on that horse, and I had another kale salad on this trip. So I'm not, af- I'm not afraid. I'll, I'll eat the hair of the dog again. Um, but it was, you know, just maybe don't eat something so high fiber um, right before bed at like <laughs> two a.m. when you have to wake up at like seven a.m. And not have diarrhea, you know? <laughs> if, it's, if it's important to you to not have diarrhea, I recommend that. Um, my keepsake is... I mean, obviously, this whole trip, it's so fun to be on a road trip. So, that aside, I would say my personal keepsake is that um, I have been very proud of my driving skills, navigating mm-hmm. this goddamn complicated city Asheville Asheville is nothing but highways (laughs) okay and a beautiful gorgeous downtown (laughs) and like mountains and it's a beautiful city but it's like it's very like LA where if you need to just go like five minutes away you need to go on like two different highways to get there and um the exits are very like I feel like uh would be confusing to me like a year ago and I just feel like I am a very, I'm a more capable driver and navigator than I thought I was. And so that's my keepsake. Um, cause I only took the wrong exit that one time. And that was my, that was my lesson learned for this bizarre mm-hmm. city. Cause there were two exits like right next to each other, literally like a foot apart. And I don't know, we just don't do that where I'm from, <laughs> uh, in my neck of the woods, but it's, yeah, it's a gorgeous city. Oh, my hot take is like when you're visiting a town, when you're visiting a town that you've never been to, um, just like spend the extra money on something from an artist from that town. Mm. It's like one of my favorite things to do is like have really beautiful like jewelry that I bought that maybe was like not like if I was in New York, I maybe wouldn't have splurged. Mm -hmm. But if it's like from a local artist in the city I'm in, it's like such a fun like 
feeling to be like, yeah, I got, it's like an artist in Asheville and not in a like, you know, fucking stupid, like, isn't that quaint? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. But like, I just really enjoy it. And I, you know, obviously this past year I have not been traveling a lot. This is our vaccination celebration, this trip. Um, and so yesterday when I, when I bought those earrings and this necklace, um, from some, like a, like an emporium, which had a lot of local artists things in it. Um, it just reminded me of that. Like that is how I got the majority of my jewelry and my like trinkets. And I love it. I love having, I love decorating myself and my, my home with, um, artists work. And it's cool to discover artists just because you're in the city that they claim. Yeah. So that's my hot take. Not so that true, hot of a take, take, but you know, support artists. So true. So true. <laughs> okay. Um, my, you told me what my mistake was going to, my fuck up of the week was going to be. Cause we talked about it yesterday and that, then I forgot. So I'm just going to go with something random, but first, I also forgot. um, first my keepsake obviously the whole trip so far but specifically um we're out here visiting my friend reese who i met at short mountain um a fairy sanctuary in november of 2019 um so i haven't seen him since so this has been like a fun this has been like you know the nice part of covid seeing someone again for the first time you haven't seen um that's been nice. I love him. He's very special. We'll be camping with him. Um, my mistake. Um, let's see. Yeah, what did I say your mistake was? I don't remember. It was something funny. Yeah, I know. God damn Well, it. that's okay. <laughs> I guess my other mistake, since we can't remember that one. <laughs> probably just not um, getting more than an hour of sleep in Richmond. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was just horrible because then it put me into a delirious mood for the whole rest of that day. Yeah. Um, but I just could not get to bed. Yeah. We're on a trip with someone who snores. Yeah. And I, I am knocked the fuck out when I go to sleep. So like I was able to just not even notice it, honestly. But poor Nika. <laughs> I, like, rolled over at, like, four in the morning. Like, we went to bed at, like, one or something really crazy early for, for yeah. our group. And I rolled over, and you were just, like, crying at your phone. <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you okay? Like, I was, it was just so shocking to look over and see your, like, illuminated face <laughs> when we've been, like, asleep for hours. <laughs> You're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <sighs> Uh, I was um, <laughs> crying reading about the mayor of San Francisco who was murdered by the same guy who killed Harvey Milk. Great guy. Great progressive Italian-American mayor. Really loved his family. Sad. Sad. Absolutely. Um, and then my hot take is that... Um, uh, this is like a historical hot take, but <laughs> going off of that is that Harvey Milk's death was not only tragic, it also truly ruined the fabric of politics in this country because it launched Diane Feinstein onto what has now been a lifelong career of being a horrible, powerful, um, centrist Democrat. Um, and I just can't this week stop thinking about what this country would be if 
that had never happened. <laughs> so really my hot take is I hate centrist stems. Um, and less people should die so that less centrist stems can take power. Yeah. Please stop assassinating people. That's like, that's our <laughs> wish. <laughs> Diane Feinstein did Harvey Milk. <laughs> <laughs> We, we want to, there's a guest book in this Airbnb we're in right now. And we're like, should we like leave a really heartfelt message? Like, wow, beautiful stay. Asheville was, uh, Asheville is a gorgeous town and this was the perfect place to stay in it. Uh, thank you for everything. Bush did 9-11 <laughs> as our sign off. I don't think we're going to do that because I do want a good review. Yeah. On my Airbnb. I got it. But it would be funny. It would be. <laughs> um, fuck up. Of the, the week. week. Wow, wow, wow. Oscars. I mean, okay, I want everyone to know we're recording this on Monday morning, so if something worse happens... I feel like nothing will. Everyone is so up in arms over what happened last night. I know, but you know, something like no, yeah. bigger, it more more like uh, consequential. I know this is consequential in a oh in bigger emotional... than the Oscars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, if um, they did, we didn't know about it. We didn't know about it. We that's none of our business. <laughs> <laughs> we are on acid right now, so um, <laughs> don't catch us up later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, last night, um, uh, the late, great Chadwick Boseman was snubbed. And not only that, the real fuck up, it's like, you know, sometimes, I mean, a posthumous Oscar is sometimes the least you can do. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes that doesn't happen. And that would have been fucked up in and of itself. But they also rearranged the whole show so that best actor was last. Um, presumably so that they could have, like, a tribute to him when he won Best Actor. Um, (laughs) But then Anthony Hopkins won and wasn't there, didn't give a speech, and the Oscars just ended. Yeah. Um, Which I find both hilarious, just in a, like, what a waste of, like, rearranging this, like, (laughs) you know, pretty logical order. But uh, also, Anthony Hopkins is a legend. Nobody's saying he didn't deserve an Oscar. Everyone was just like, this was maybe not the Oscar because of the situation. Oh, but it, I'm, yeah, sorry, girlies, it was. Oh, my God. He was so good in that movie. Have yeah, I mean, he's it? he's incredible. I know everyone wanted Chadwick to get it. I just wish it had been like a better role that Chadwick had been nominated for because that entire right. movie was I mean, trash. <laughs> it was so bad. That's what. That's why it's a bummer. It's like nobody's disputing that. Like you know, had Chadwick been alive, that Anthony Hopkins should have won it. Like yeah. I've seen very few takes that are like he shouldn't have won. Period. But it's more like they rearranged the Oscars. No, that, so people, yeah, that's insane. People were expecting something, and then that didn't happen. And you know, also he's like he's the fucking Black Panther. Like he's yeah. a beloved icon, and specifically like he was. The Black Panther during such a, like, historic moment with, like, Black Lives Matter, like, rising in popularity and in, in um, like, public awareness. And, like, he he's, like, a historic figure at this point for simply just being the Black Panther when he was the Black Panther. Yeah. Um, also, like, the first Black Panther 
like the first person to depict the Black Panther, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about superhero movies, but <laughs> I did go see that movie. It's like the that and Wonder Woman were the only two hmm. superhero movies I've ever seen will, willingly. The other ones have always been like, the whole group is going to see this movie, and then I fully pass out during it. Because <laughs> superhero movies are extremely boring, IMO. But Black Panther was like a historic enough thing that I went and saw it and liked it. So I understand. I understand why he is like... And, like, his such sudden, unexpected death. Like, there's just so many reasons why, yeah. like, this should have happened for the sake of, like, everyone's grief and his legacy. Absolutely. But, yeah, Anthony Hopkins did deserve it. And, like, you know, I'm not... He's also... Anthony Hopkins is, like, such... He, he's such a good actor and cares so much about the craft that I don't think he gives a fuck about Academy Awards. No. So it's, like... I think it's, like... You know, yeah, he deserved it, but, like, it's not like he really cared that he got it. So, just give it to the fucking dead guy everyone wants to win, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, if it weren't for that, it's kind of icon behavior that Anthony Hopkins just, like, didn't even phone in a speech. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) He's like, cool, thanks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, like, if it wasn't, like, I feel like whoever is rearranging... The Oscars also knows who's going to win. Yeah, I mean, it was all publicity. Um, and they're getting it, baby, because we're talking about them exactly. on our on our famous podcast. <laughs> um, but it's like, what what's the other excuse for making best actor last? Like, that's kind of sexist <laughs> to make that the biggest award. It was not. It was all, it was all planned out. Absolutely. Fucking... Idiots, a lot of them. Okay, another mistake that happened at the Oscars, Promising Young Woman won anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, also, I saw all the animated shorts that were nominated because that's uh, the first thing I went back to the movies for was to watch all of the nominated animated shorts. And the one that won... I'm so sorry to whoever made it. Like, I understand it's, like, an emotional, like, tribute to all the children that we've lost in school shootings. But it was, like... Oh, is it about the two parents? Yeah. Okay. It was such a, like... Like, okay, literally, so I watched... I I saw it with JP, and we were, like, sitting there, and it was obvious in the beginning of the short film that like they're mourning, they're grieving their child. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know why yet. And then it's showing these like flashbacks of them, like having a wonderful time with their kid and then dropping their kid off at school. And then once the kid is in school, the like camera quote unquote, like I know it's animated, but it pans up to an American flag on the wall. And literally at them at that moment, JP is like, or no, it was actually like way before the kid was even dropped off at school as a joke. JP earlier was like, watch this kid gets killed in a school shooting and this wins the Oscar. Like, oh my God. and then we, it pans up to the American flag. And in that moment we were both like, Oh my God, it's actually going to be that. <laughs> and then there's like gunshots and we were like, okay, this is actually <laughs> oh, no. like not good. It's like not well done. It's too on the nose. Um, like, listen, I just don't think we need an Amer- like panning up to the American flag yeah. with like gunshots in the background for us to know that, like, yeah, okay, this is a political message. And don't get me wrong, I'm anti school shooting in America, but you know, like, really heavy handed shit like that, I do not like. But we knew in that moment it was winning the Oscar. Um, 
because the Oscar loves uh, just like lib bullshit that is not going to change anything, but like makes us all feel better mm-hmm. that it was made. Um, oh, and also there's this really bizarre part in that short film where it's an entire King Princess song. Yeah. What? It's 1950. And oh, that's no. the like montage music that's for the so parents, weird. like having a lovely time with their kid before the kid dies. Oh, and I'm God. like, that's a, like weird love song that's also kind of about like role play. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is this the song that is about you like loving your kid? It was just really strange. That is strange. Listener mistakes. Okay. Hi, Mika and Anya. I was put in academic probation by failing five courses due to a severe depressive episode and doing things like simply not showing up to my midterms or finals. I got out of academic probation the next next semester, but then the pandemic hit and I moved in with my parents. The real mistake is that I decided to take summer courses while living with my parents for the first time in about four years. Failing those and getting put in academic probation again. Oof, God. And I'm fine now, though it'll take me longer to graduate with a low GPA. Lots of love. And their name. That's sucks and i completely understand yeah depressive episodes uh do be hitting like that there's nothing like fucking up getting back on track and then just fucking up the exact same way again i mean yeah same that's like truly (laughs) what this podcast is all about (laughs) um yeah that that reminds me a lot of like uh what kind of led up to me um, leaving high school when I did. It wasn't like that precisely. Like I didn't fail any courses, but I was just like on such thin ice. I was on so many second chances and I was just like, listen, I am 15 and uh, facing my first serious depressive episode. And I just don't think I'm in the position to, um, actually, I don't know, like to, uh, (laughs) pleasantly surprise anyone right now. (laughs) That's not happening. I'm sorry that, that, um, that you had to move in back in with your parents. That's like truly the worst part of that story, even more than the second academic probation yeah. it just sucks to have to move back in with your parents it does. when you're like i'm free and then you're like oh no <laughs> 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 and i think a lot of people during the pandemic can really relate to that yeah so many people moved back home god bless you only fans thank you i did mm. not need to Anything to say, Nika? My God, am I the only one that has any commentary on this listener mistake? I said yeah a lot. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've just been there. I've had yeah. to move back in with my parents multiple times. I've fucked up in the same way multiple times. I've also been in academic probation. It all sucks, but this isn't a mistake where, like, they really did anything wrong, so... Yeah, yeah but it is a mistake. No, it's yeah. a mistake, but, like, it just happens. It happens. Yeah, and, and like, the fact that you're, like on track to graduate like nobody gives a shit about your gpa yeah so you'll be fine the economy sucks anyway (laughs) honestly the mistake was that you went to college yeah you should be more worried about that (laughs) (laughs) that's why i didn't want to say anything (laughs) 
if there's any or if there are any teens listening um, don't go to college at least strongly consider waiting until a little <laughs> bit later in life going to college i think it's like it's and such a going. i mean yeah for some people definitely but i think it is like it's a little bit insane that we like just kind of strap 18 year olds into a lifelong debt yeah, psychotic over something that won't even really increase their chances of a fucking the europeans job. do it the right way they take a gap year yeah I mean, my dad took, like, a gap five years or something, and he's a lawyer now, so... (laughs) Also, he went to college at, like, what, I don't know, like, 23 or something, and then um, didn't go to law school until 40, so, like, take your time, y'all. And he has a boat now. (laughs) (laughs) He has a boat that his friend gave him. Well, really, that is because of law school. It was his rich lawyer friend that gave him a boat mm. so go to law school for if for no other reason than to buddy up to some lawyers that will give you boats in, later in life um do you have a deep dive nika i do have a deep dive deep dive deep dive and thoughts poop <laughs> uh, and my mistake this or yeah my mistake i haven't told this one right uh, you know the story about um bottoming Oh, no, you haven't okay, told the story great. yet. So, um, <laughs> when I was in college um, at the new school, it was my freshman year, so I was, like, 19. Um, I was at a bar um, on the Bowery. I forgot the name, and I miss it. It was really cool. It had a disco ball, but it was super tiny, and they played, uh, like, disco and pop. Anyway, I was there alone, and I was drinking a lot, and I had, like, It was the first time I'd ever had a white Russian, so I had, like, four or five white Russians, um, which is just not something you want to be putting in your body before you bottom. It's a lot of heavy cream. Um, It's a lot of dairy. Anyway, I went home with this really hot guy to his apartment on the Lower East Side, and I uh, famously am anti-douching. Um, one, it's like, boys, girlies, it's so bad for your body. Please chill out with the douching. Just don't do it super often. Terrible for you. Anyway, I don't like it for that reason. It's bad for your body. I just think it's weird. I think, like, if you're gonna put your dick in my butt, just know that, like, a little bit of poop might be there. Some residue, (laughs) something. If you have a healthy diet, it's not, that's not gonna be the case most of the time. So like, anyway, listen, if you want to do butt stuff, poop might come in. Yeah, play. it's like, grow up. I have <laughs> never, and I've had people, like, I've had horrible situations where I've been the top, and it's been really gnarly, and I still have never been, like, angry about it. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I signed up for, babe. Get a towel. Yeah. Anyway. It's like when you go down on someone, and you're, like, surprised to taste a little bit of pee. It's yeah. Like, sometimes there's a little bit of pee. It's yeah. fine. Sure. Um... He fucked me very well, um, and, um, he asked me if I wanted to stay over after we finished, and I said yes. So, he was like, alright, I'm gonna hop in the shower. So, he hopped in the shower, and he's in the shower, and the light in the bathroom is on, and the door is open, so the light is casting onto the rest of the dark apartment, onto his bed, which is white sheets, white blanket, white top sheet. Oh my god, what a cinematic picture you're painting for us. Yeah. This is very film noir. And I'm like, you know, lying on his bed, like, on my side, like, you know, in like a post-gut fucked haze, I'm still drunk. Um, and I just, like, look at the sheets. 
And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and then I just like look at all of the sheets, and I'm like, oh fuck. I painted all <laughs> over this guy's bed. And it's not like it was like, you know, like chocolate brown poop stains, but it was, I had painted. It was, you know, a lot of fluid on his white sheets. Oh my God. And I just like freaked out and was like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, he probably knew. Like he probably had seen it himself. But maybe why he was in the shower. Shower. But I was 19 and freaking out. So I called an Uber um, and ran out of his apartment, called an Uber, got in the Uber, went back to my apartment in Ridgewood, went home, mortified, went to bed, woke up in the morning. Everything was fine, but I like blocked him on Grinder because I didn't want to get an angry message from him. <laughs> and it's like, looking back, did I, like, fumble the bag and maybe miss out on, like, a, what could have been a beautiful sonar? I'll never know. Yeah. Um, but for that reason alone, I am so anti-douching. Because um, I'm like, you know what? I let that douchey shame ruin a great experience. Yeah. And who fucking cares? Yeah, also douching is like not good for your butthole. No, it's so bad for your butthole. It's, it's bad for your butthole. It's bad for your vag. Everyone stop, stop douching. douching. Especially with the fucking saline ones. Stop putting like salt water yeah. up your orifices, psychos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. And like, God, it's like, again, if you want to douche like every once in a blue moon, sure. But you faggots who are <laughs> douching every time you have sex. Multiple times a week. I mean, yeah, you do you, but just know that the right, the right one isn't going to (laughs) care. Yeah, no, for real. Uh, You know, it's like, um, as a, uh, person born with a uterus, I know a lot of girlies with that exact same story, but with blood Mm -hmm. that have the exact same amount of like rushing out of the apartment and never (laughs) speaking to him again. And it's just like, guys, when someone's pounding your hole, (laughs) yeah. They don't get to be upset about what comes out of Seriously. it. Seriously. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> um, yeah. Y- yeah. I mean, it, and it happened to me once where I was topping somebody, and it was like, that was actually disgusting, because it, like, literally, they told me they had douche, so I had the expectation that nothing was going to come out. And it's not just, like, fluid came out. It was, like, chocolate brown Hershey syrup <laughs> poop. They, like, lifted their but up off of my dick because they knew something had happened oh and my it, God. it was just like <laughs> and I was really nice about it and I was like hey just get me a towel and like I am gonna go home just because like I'm kind of turned off now but I'm not really turned off from the poop I'm kind of just turned off that you lied yeah like I wish that you had just been honest with me and now I don't really want to continue fucking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but you're good <laughs> Poop is just part of life. Reminds me of that baby mama scene where she's like, is this chocolate or poop? Yeah. <laughs> is it chocolate or poop? And then she licks it and she's like, it's chocolate. <laughs> and Tina like, what if that had been poop? <laughs> that's what it's like. That's that's about anal, technically. Yes. <laughs> that joke is about anal. Um, well, uh, thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty. Of course. <laughs> on that deep dive. <laughs> We really dove deep. 
<laughs> deep into your butthole. And a little bit of poop came out. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had little poop scenars um, <laughs> with uh, filming things for somebody. Like, I've mm. filmed anal things for people. And it's not like shit, but you know, it's been like, oh, I'm gonna take that from the top. Because <laughs> it's just a little. It's, but you know, some people want that. I just don't know if I want that yeah, to be what, exactly. what I send to them. Um, <laughs> if you're dealing, it, it's a messy business dealing with buttholes. Best mistake. So for today's best mistake, we're gonna stay on a theme with the Oscars mistakes. Um, you know, last night. I wouldn't say was on like a lot of people were like that uh, Chadwick uh, snub was on par with the moonlight mistake and no, it's like it's not no it sucked yeah but it wasn't like that's like a the moonlight mistake was like a live actual like human error and they were all like alive to witness it <laughs> yeah right um, which is so much worse so I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna like talk about um a, like a there's like a list of the top um, Oscars mistakes, the top 10 Oscars mistakes. I'm going to do a quick rundown of it. This this list provided um, by Hollywood Reporter. So number one is La La Land um, winning Best Picture, and then it turned out to be Moonlight. I'm going to circle back to that because okay. I have the, the full story that I think a lot of people don't, they either don't know or they willfully ignore. Um, so I'm going to come back to that. But that is number one. The next mistake, do you have a guess? No. John Travolta saying Adele Dazeem oh. <laughs> <laughs> for Adina Menzel. Um, really on, like, Adele Dazeem and uh, Dula Peep are two of my favorite, like... said Dula Peep? Um, oh my god, wait, who did say Dula Peep? It's such an iconic mistake. That's so funny. Oh yeah, um, Wendy Williams. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh... I was very disappointed in myself for not knowing that off the top of my head, but sorry. There's a oh. lot of Wendy Williams-esque people who just say... I thought it was okay. Dua Lipe for a really long time. This <laughs> was like, it's Dua Lipa, Nika. Um, okay, so Adele Dazeem. Um, so John Travolta. <laughs> what year was that? I forget now. It doesn't even say here. What, a, what kind of fucking journalism is this? That was like 2013 or 14, I think. Maybe later... Adele, ladies and gentlemen, Adele Dazeem. He says it with like such confidence, like you're, he, like as if he's on Saturday Night Live, and he's like, and once again, Adele Dazeem, your favorite. Freak. Um, it looks like 2014. Okay. Was when it happened. Um, God, Adina Menzel has such a good voice. It's stupid. Okay, so John Travolta. Um, said Adele Dazeem when introducing uh, Adina Menzel for um, her performance of Frozen's Let It Go. And then Travolta later went on to explain on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, So I go out there and I get to to her thing and I go, huh? In my mind, I'm going, what? What is that name? I don't know that name. And this was... Wait. (laughs) Oh, Okay. And I, I, I misunderstood. It was phonetic spelling. I just didn't rehearse it that way. So I think he was just... Um, okay. He was... They, like, 
they spelled her name phonetically rather than yeah. her actual name. Got it. I was like, how do you not know Adina Menzel? Yeah. Fucking John Travolta. So yeah, I guess it was phonetic spelling and that's not what he was expecting. So he just said Adele Dazeem, even though that's not phonetic. But yeah. I understand if you're like a little bit dyslexic or like... Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. That actually... I'm glad I looked that up because I thought John Travolta was kind of just a dumbass for that. And that makes sense. Or that's at least what his PR people mm. told uh, told him to say to Jimmy Kimmel. Um, Lawrence Olivier forgot to announce the nominees. So in the 1985 Academy Awards, um, after being introduced as presenter of the award for Best Picture... Uh, and receiving a standing ovation instead of naming each nominee, the four-time Oscar winner simply announced Amadeus, the the winner. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, oh, the eighties. Take us back. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I I I'm not totally kidding though. If the eighties weren't such a um like human rights nightmare, it would be cool to live that. Mm-hmm. I would love to be for I would love to be present for Madonna's come up. Mm, same. <laughs> for her rise to power. And for like cocaine parties. <laughs> um there was a, a streaker in the 46th Academy Awards oh, wow. um in 1974. Um Sammy Davis Jr. announced the wrong winner. Um Decades before the La La Land Moonlight mix-up, Sammy Davis Jr. announced the wrong winner while presenting the winner for Best Music Score, so not as big of a deal, but still. Um, Davis announced John Addison as the winner for Tom Jones. He promptly returned to the microphone to retract his announcement, telling the crowd, they gave me the wrong envelope. Wait till the NAACP hears about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, Sam Smith mistakenly says he's the first openly gay man to win an oh, Oscar. Yeah. When in fact, past winners Elton John, Dustin Lance Black, Howard Ashman, and Scott Rudin were all openly gay when they accepted their Oscars. I remember that. <laughs> also, Sam Smith is now non-binary, so, or, you know, was the whole and time, but is now out. just as cringe. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying they need yeah, to update no, this. They need to update this article and update their pronouns. Um, Jennifer Lawrence falling. Yes, which was absolutely planned. Absolutely, but whatever. That was such a like beautiful dress, and it was funny to watch somebody fall yeah. in it. So I don't care. When people were like, "Ugh," I was like, "Whatever." Let her be planned cringe. I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, the. Oh, the La La Land Moonlight mix-up dominated the coverage, but another big error was made in the 2017 Oscars. Um, A picture of Jan Chapman, who is very much alive, was shown during the In Memoriam. I remember that. (laughs) Uh, They were trying to tell her something. Um, during the 1933 Academy Ooh, Awards, presenter Will Rogers stated, come on up and get it, Frank. 
but he didn't realize there were two nominees named Frank. Uh. Um, so the wrong Frank, Frank Capra was so excited. He immediately stood up and Uh. headed toward the stage, but the real winner was Frank Lloyd. Oh, but Frank Capra, I love you. (laughs) In his autobiography, Capra wrote that walk back through applauding VIPs Uh. yelling, sit down, down in front, sit down. As I obstructed their view was the longest, saddest, most shattering Uh. walk in my life. Uh. I wish I could have crawled under the rug like a miserable worm. When I slumped into my chair, I felt like one. All my friends at the table were crying. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's true. You have true besties, though. Yeah. They took your, they took your L as their own L. Oh. All right. So they did so much opium at the after party. <laughs> <clears throat> so once again, shout out um, to the Hollywood Reporter for that list. That this came out in 2018. It's by Deirdre Durkin. So I just want to take us, you know, on a just journey of the the, the little mix-ups and mistakes that have happened during this iconic award ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say during our lifetime, the biggest one was when um, La La Land was announced as having won Best Picture, and it was actually Moonlight. This was, I think, an infamous mistake for a couple reasons. One is that La La Land, while like well-received, like you know, uh, commercially was, like, critically, like, you know, people were, like, it was fine, but it wasn't, like, everyone's, like, favorite movie, and Moonlight, like, very much was. It was, like, Moonlight and, like, Lady Bird that year that Mm -hmm. everyone was, like, crazy about, and, like, so already, like, La La Land was not the, the crowd pick, but add to that that Moonlight is a story about a gay black man, (laughs) people were, like, why the fuck would you announce that it's La La Land if not for, like, racist and or homophobic reasons? Yep. Um, So that's kind of, like, as far as I have been aware, the public consensus as to why it was wrongfully announced as La La Land was because um, the the man uh, presenting it was, like, racist, right? Um, But there's a different story. Here. There always is. <laughs> Not to like, you know. Oh, that one, yeah, that wasn't about like it being racist. Oh, just God. there's always a different yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there is always a different story. <laughs> yeah, there's always, there's, no one's ever racist, you guys. I do declare. Um, okay, hold on. So I just want to make sure I'm at the right part of. Okay, so. It's 2017. We're at the Oscars. It's been a long night of well-deserved wins and snubs. Um, I don't really remember who won what, but I remember it was a chaotic Oscars, and people were very opinionated about everything that went down. We finally get to Best Picture, which in 2017 was at the end. <laughs> we don't we don't know about that in 2021, but. Um, Best Picture was at the very end, and uh, everybody wanted it to be Moonlight. And uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are the presenters. And when Beatty opened the en- envelope, he paused for like a long couple of seconds. Um, and then he looked at Dunaway, like confused. And then she took the envelope, and she said, La La Land. Um and so then 
La La Land, like the entire cast and crew gets on stage. They're accepting their award. And then um, the producer is like, they didn't win, basically. Like, who said it, right? Somebody whispered something to someone. I don't remember. I don't remember the specifics, but there's like, you know, it's decided. And then the La La Land people announced, hey, it was Moonlight. Get up here, you guys. And it's just like a weird moment of like, we were in the middle of accepting this huge award and it's not ours. Um, so the La La Land producer took the mic, waving one finger in the air saying, sorry guys, hold on. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won best picture. This is not a joke. And so there's all this outrage that, um, kicks in on Twitter and just in the days following as like, why did he look at the envelope and like, look so confused? Like, why was he confused that it was Moonlight? And then they just announced La La Land anyway. And that was like the narrative that everybody decided was fact. Mm -hmm. What really happened, you know, not to like let some old racist off the hook, but I just don't believe he is one because of, um, there's like, we have receipts, there's receipts for this. So basically, um, they, the envelope that they had was for a different award. So the card read winner, Emma Stone, La La Land. Okay. And that's why he looked at it confused because it said Emma Stone, La La Land. Okay. And so he was like, that can't be right, but it must've just, he's like, it must be La La Land then. But he could, he like, he could tell that he had the wrong, it was the best actress card. Yeah. So, um, that's why he like looked at Faye Dunaway and she just said La La Land. Cause I think she was just like, let's like, we can't be like, Hey guys, what's up in, this, yeah. in the middle of this. Um, and so it was not actually, um, them okay. being racist. Yeah. Well, obviously like, like, well, who the fuck would be like, I don't think this film yeah. deserves it. So I'm just going to say a different film. Twitter, I'm in fucking brains. I know literally smooth brained. Um, but, and so there is receipts and I'll show you, but you guys can, everyone that's listening to this can look it up. Um, that, the envelope Warren Beatty is holding in his hand clearly says best actress on the outside of it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So there's receipts. The stand yes. did not just say that Moonlight shouldn't have won. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's what really happened. And um, luckily, he's not online enough to know that everyone thinks it's because he's racist, I think. Because he just continues to tell this story as, like, a funny thing that happened. Yeah. I was like, if you knew what our whole generation thought of you because of this, you would be way more, like, on a press tour to clear up what happened. You're so dumb. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was a huge shame that that happened for everybody. Like, poor Lala land too like i don't think that they deserved it i think they probably even thought like that's weird yeah (laughs) um but you know you want to take the win when you work that hard on something yeah so i feel also really bad for like that whole um crew that was like up there in the middle of accepting an award when everyone's like jk and like i love how how dramatic everyone was about it and still is like it robbed this historic movie of their moment i'm like no like shut the fuck up if anything it gave it more of a like you know like famous yeah also like the moment in the oscars also the moment of the movie is not winning one fucking award yeah it's literally the legacy of that film like i don't think anyone in the cast and crew of moonlight was like crying about it after being like traumatized that they like didn't have their mo- like shut up they had a, a more iconic moment than any yeah, other like, like best picture yeah yeah and like you know as soon as everyone as soon as the already beloved thing becomes a victim of a scenario like you're just like you're cemented as like even more beloved yeah. you know but like 
Yeah, Moonlight is not... I mean, we all know this, but, it, but like, Moonlight and every other movie that's ever won Best Picture is not defined by having won Best Picture. It's defined by the way that it touched us. Yeah. And nobody, even if La La Land actually won that night, nobody can take that away from Moonlight, that it was, like, the most phenomenal movie of that year. Yep. And it would have been a snub, obviously, but like, um, you know, we already know how I feel about the Oscars. I think it's a really stupid pageantry. It's funny and fun to watch and just see who won it, but like, it's just like, I mean, but all that being said, you know, Oscars so white as a hashtag has apparently worked because last night's wins were like, inc- like historically diverse, yeah, which was really cool. Um, and I'm really, really happy for um, the director of Nomadland. Oh my god, me what? too. And to ev- to everyone saying that Nomadland is a bad movie. Oh my god, shut the fuck shut the up. Shut the fuck it's up. It's so good. It's so good. It's not pro-Amazon propaganda. If no, you li- it's anti-Amazon, oh, if anything. Thank you. And literally, if you have any of those opinions about Nomadland, I just want you to know that you're wrong, smooth-brained. You have no <laughs> critical thinking skills. And you should take, like, I don't know, like, a film theory 101 yes, course. Yes, bestie. That's my bestie. God. <laughs> Like, a, amazing. I've watched it twice now. Love it. Great movie. It's so good. Also... It's about grief. It's not about it's fucking about Amazon. Also, like, the fact that she works at Amazon is such a, like, nice... In my opinion, it's such a nice, like, of-the-moment touch yeah. of, like... There's so many people in this country that work for Amazon. Yeah, well, also, there's, like, that line that everyone's harping on where she's like, I want to go back to work. I like to work. And everyone's like, this is, like, a pro... Oh pull God, yourself up by whatever. the bootstraps. I'm like, no, it's a movie about a woman who is so severely in grief that she needs to be constantly doing something. Yeah. It's like a critique of her as a person. <laughs> yes. Um, Psychos. Yeah, I mean, I would have I would have liked a Minari sweep, honestly. Minari oh, was did such... did it like, not really get anything? It got one thing, and it's the thing that I think it deserved the most, which is the get? Best Supporting Actress um, okay. oh, award. Oh, I'm surprised the, he didn't get Best Actor, I thought. For the woman that... Um, played the grandma? the grandma i still haven't seen it oh my god it's such an iconic performance like i was watching it with um friend of friend of the pod yodoye hi yodoye love you um we were watching it uh and what's so funny is the last movie we watched together was um pre-pandemic um parasite mm. we were like we just love when we sat down to watch minari we were like it turns out we just like to read together <laughs> <laughs> we love subtitles together but um but both incredible films and um very different vibes though. Yeah. <laughs> but Minari was so so good and I was expecting it to not sweep only because um to be honest the film is really really good but it has a very like A24 vibe of like yeah. not a lot happens in it. That's what the trailer seems like. Yeah, and it's like beautiful and like I really enjoyed it, but to me, it didn't seem like, oh, this is going to sweep the Oscars because it just wasn't dramatic enough. There is a huge dramatic scene in it, but like overall, very low conflict. It's much more just a story about like growing up and being like Mm -hmm. immigrants, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so to me, I was like, I know for sure though, that if it wins anything, it's going to be best supporting actress Mm -hmm. for, for the grandma because she was iconic. So I was very happy about that win. Very happy about the Nomadland win. Um, I still haven't seen um, that Black Panther movie. Which one? Oh my god, what is it? Hold on. I'm so bad at it. I didn't I watch. haven't even seen Black Panther. Not not like Black Panther. Like oh, about... the Daniel... K- K- yeah, the Daniel one. Um, I understand it's the same Kali- Kalua? Kaluya? Uh, hold on, sorry. Um... 
I don't know how to pronounce the one about Fred Hampton. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that because I heard it was bad. So I'm surprised. Like a lot of people on Twitter who are film people that I usually agree with their opinions said it was not a good movie. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I just yeah. just I I hadn't heard anything about it. I just honestly didn't watch like any of the Oscar nominated films. But I want to watch it because it looks good. So they're probably not correct. I watched Minari, Nomadland, um, the Billy Holiday movie, and. Um, uh, promising young woman. Yeah, I only saw it, and the then the animated animated shorts. Okay. Um, and we both watched that Mo- Love and Monsters. It wasn't, it didn't win, but it was nominated oh. for um animation or something. Oh, cute. So, or maybe score. It was nominated for one of the things that isn't like yeah, cute. One of the main things. Um, let me. I'm just looking at the other wins before we move on. Oh, yeah, and then, like, Soul won a couple films, or films, it won a couple awards. It mm-hmm. won um, Best Animated Feature and Best Soundtrack, which I know, or Original Score, excuse me, which I know people have issue with that movie being, oh, like, God. about black people, and then they're not, like, actually people the whole time. But it was, like, still a, like... It's a re- good movie. <laughs> it was, like, but it's still, like, a historic win. Yeah, and it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> people have to get off of Twitter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, overall, um, a lot, like a much more diverse, um, round of winners racially and gender wise this year. So I am, you know, Academy Awards mean nothing, but that's fucking cool. It's cool that that's, hopefully it's not just placating us for one year. I hope that (laughs) remains a theme. Moral of the story. So should we have a moral of the story of the um, the La La Land Club? Mine is get off Twitter. Yeah. Chill off, out. That's mine too. Get off Twitter and chill out. And stop fucking assuming everyone's doing everything in bad faith. Exactly. The what bad a sad faith way to live is, your life. <laughs> it's just boring. You're it's, being boring. You are being boring. You're being exactly like the conservatives that you hate. So. Yeah. And you're being exactly what like everyone assumes of like our progressive generation that we just like, we, we like are so excited to cancel anybody over anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, canceling is an important tool. Mm. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not pro canceling. I'm pro fucking like causing a ruckus when it's deserved. Yeah. And that was not one of the cases. And let's no. just chill out. <laughs> let's. That's the moral of the story. Moral of the story. Um... Yeah. We didn't watch the Oscars, full disclosure. We were in a hot tub. Sorry. We were in a hot tub in our Airbnb, but we did, um, you know, we, we read the highlights. We we were on Twitter.com, so we saw how everyone felt about it. Oh, speaking of Twitter.com, I did save a couple tweets about what happened just to like... <laughs> just to round out this episode with some commentary from the people... Um, and then we're going to drive to Dollywood and not think about it anymore. Okay, everyone? Have you ever thought about just driving to Dollywood when you're so upset? (laughs) Um, okay. One thing that doesn't really have much to do with the Oscars, but because Frances McDormand won last night, um, 
uh, my friend slash just like comedian comedian um, that I follow on Twitter, Alan Strickland Williams, tweeted, finding out that Holly Hunter and Fra- Francis McDormand were roommates as aspiring actors is too much. I'm, wait, wait, I'm that's weak. That's so funny. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Absolute icons. Um... Oh, oh yeah! I forgot, we didn't even talk about that. My octopus teacher won best documentary. Oh yeah, which is we, we tried we, watching we, while we were on shrooms. We tried watching that when we were upstate and we were on mushrooms, and we were like, "Oh, this isn't like a fun nature documentary." <laughs> we were like, "He wants there's to fuck this octopus. This is dark." There's something dark here. <laughs> yeah, and so um, one person uh, tweeted, "That dude fucked that octopus." <laughs> That's the whole tweet. Yes. Um, <laughs> Also, Billy Princell had a really funny take while we were watching it because he wasn't on Mushrooms and he was like, yeah, what's up with this guy? Like, they completely skip over the fact that this guy is just going out into the ocean alone at night. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's going on, dude? And we all came to the conclusion that he murdered someone (laughs) and was just kind of like, you know, trying to process that and like reckon with his own mortality and then he met this octopus and he that's why he became so obsessed with it because he needed to distract himself from like (laughs) having murdered somebody and if you've watched the movie i think that's a airtight um theory because that man he talks in too much of a whisper yeah he's a psycho oh god too much great a sociopath Another person tweeted, um, Anthony Hopkins is without fault, class act, and brilliant performance in The Father. Truly, he, Bozeman, and Ahmed were all neck and neck for me. Fault is on the Oscars, Oscar producers who, for ratings, needlessly made the loss of an icon even harder on those anticipating his honor. Which yeah. I think is very well put. That was tweeted by um, Richard Newby. I agree. Though I am, like, kind of begging people, like, that when celebrities die to please stop acting like you're also, like, a friend and family member of that. So, like, Absolutely. I, like, Absolutely. you know, guess what? L- loved Carrie Fisher. I still get a little bit sad when I think about I'm bringing her up because she was, you know, like, my zenith of celebrities. Yeah. But, like, shut the fuck up. Everyone on Twitter <laughs> last night was being and has been so annoying about Chadwick Boseman's death. <laughs> and I'm like, you were not his friend. Yeah. So stop, like, tweeting in defense of his wife. Um, cause she doesn't know you. And if she read these tweets, she probably would not be moved. She'd think they're weird. Well, it's, it's also not like, it's not honoring somebody to get really mad on their behalf about something like that. I'm like, girl, he is dead. <sighs> R.I.P. Like R.I.P. But like, let his family and friends grieve. Yeah. You're being fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is something to be said about like you, there is a grief that they're experiencing too. Totally, but, but like, I know let it mean. go. I know what you mean. Write about it in your diary. I think that if it were any other celebrity, I would be like, absolutely, 100%. I like seal, I like, uh, this is my seal of approval on Nika's statement, but the only reason I feel a little bit differently is just truly because I understand that as like the Black Panther. No, I got it. He's iconic. I'm not, yeah. uh, no, I know you're not saying that. Yeah, uh, I'm just, you, you just seem like a weirdo. <laughs> Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, it is it, it is strange. Like grown adults. No, I totally <laughs> I get it. It is strange how much we kind of internalize the parasocial relationship yeah. of celebrity and fan gets even weirder 
beyond well, the grave. It's like when a celebrity dies and everyone feels like they need to post their own Instagram photo of that celebrity with their own. I want to know what it is. What? It's because it's once a celebrity dies, people feel like for the first time they have actual access to that celebrity yeah. because if you believe in the afterlife, you like actually feel like you might be able to sort of be communicating with that yeah. celebrity. And I think that is what it is. It's like you never got to meet this person that you loved and that meant so much to you. And now that they're dead, there's like if you believe in the afterlife or in God or whatever, like there is this feeling of like that they really can feel your like love and like can maybe even word for word actually hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I think that's why people make such a show of it. I'm like, I promise you, Chadwick Boseman, even if he can't hear you, is not tuning into your... <laughs> He's like, I just got to fucking heaven. Yeah. I'm to see what this is about. Hey, yeah. Also, I'm trying to communicate with... People I knew. <laughs> he's, he's like, the worst part of being alive was, uh, like, Twitter and hearing from fans. <laughs> so I'm not going to... That's not part of my heaven. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> no, I can't speak for him. But that would be... If I were a celebrity who died, that would be my attitude. I'd be like, sorry, we're actually not taking calls at this time. <laughs> like Ringo Starr saying that he's no longer accepting fan mail. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> I didn't know that. It was like a while ago, but on the Frenemies podcast, or uh, more on the H3 podcast than the Frenemies podcast, but Ethan Klein loves to quote the video where Ringo Starr um, announces he's no longer accepting fan mail because like four times in that video, he says, with peace and love, peace and love, we are not accepting mail after October 24th. With oh with God. peace and love, if, you're, if your mail is postmarked after October 24th, we will not be opening it oh with peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> and so now Ethan Klein, every time he says something like objectively shitty, he says with peace and love first. <laughs> I love that. And I have been incorporating that into my real life yeah, as well. well. With peace and love, you're a bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. And you know, with peace and love, that's all we have time for today. We have to go get ready for Dollywood. Yes. Um, but we love you so much and, um, send your mistakes to bestmistakespod at gmail.com. Nika's looking at her phone. No, cause I was checking <laughs> with kidding. Kiwi and I'm Kiwi kidding. is awake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we have a friend who's chronically late for things. Yeah. So I was being a mom and making sure that they were up. <laughs> Good. Thank you. But yes, please like and subscribe. Send your emails. <laughs> send in those emails. Like and subscribe. Listen. If I you am one. I am Bernie Sanders, and I am once again asking you to like and subscribe. Become a monthly supporter if you want. Yes, contribute to the pod. We don't, we don't ask you guys for money enough, but um, yeah, we, I'm going to start doing that. Do send us money. Um, um to the pod because we also. We want to share it amongst our team. Yes. Our producer. Our, our, our team. Our, our team who works tirelessly day and night. And by day and night, I mean specifically like one day and one night a week and for free. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Um, well, not for free now because I just sent everyone their first payout. Yes. $30. <laughs> I do declare. $30 each, mind you. Yes. So um, let's if, get that to like, you know, a hundred each maybe. Next month. <laughs> And then maybe like a thousand at some point. Skyrocket is is cancel us for this episode. Cancel us for anything that you even that's the same way you canceled um (laughs) what's his fucking name? BD for that La La Land thing. Um cancel us for something like really small and just completely in bad faith. And then skyrocket us. Like you guys canceled Rose McGowan. Yeah, that'd be oh that'd be amazing. That's gonna be my next mistake. Oh yay. 
Um, okay, and we'll talk to you once we've done uh, this transformative trip into the North Carolina woods. Love you. Love you.